Hi, it's Christine DeBell. You may remember me from Meatballs or The Big Brawl. And you are listening to Then Is Now Podcast. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. What kind of a sick school is this? Things are afoot at the Circle K. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me sure. You got spunk. I hate spunk. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Oh, righty then. How you doing? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Say hello to my little friend. I love to celebrate fun in the morning. What are you people? On dope? Stop whining. I got a crap on deck that can choke a donkey. Who is your daddy? I'm sorry, but all questions must be submitted in writing. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Can I do that? I'll be back. A dynamite! Show me the money! Don't! Up your nose when you have a hole. A what? I'm sailing! I'm sailing! You want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it. Pull it down. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Here's looking at you, kid. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Go to the coast. We get together. Have a few laughs. Hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. I love it when a plan comes together. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. We're on a mission from God. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of Then Is Now podcast, the show in which we discuss pop culture of the past and help you, the listener, introduce the young people in your lives to all the cool stuff that they may have missed out on. I'm your host, Rigor, and I'm joined once again by my by my co-host, filmmaker Chris Esper. What's new, Chris? Oh, same old. Just been uh, uh, back to work these days. I just had a two-week vacation, so that was nice. Uh, spent the time writing and uh, doing some creative work. Uh, so it's been so it's been good. It's been good. But now I'm, I'm on my new show uh, for my day job, so that's been fun. Sure. Can you d- divulge what show it is or no? Uh, at this time, I can't. But uh, what I can tell you is that it's a uh, uh, j- just like the other shows I've done, all reality show, lifestyle based. Um, little bit different than the other show I was on the last one I was on I could I could talk about um, I was on a show called a thousand ways uh, to dine not to be confused with a thousand ways to die because I get that <laughs> I, I hear that so often uh, That's funny. and that has a host uh, named Michael Yo the comedian he um, and basically the whole show is about um, 
highlighting all the different restaurants around the world. Like some of them very unusual and some of them very different, unique. Uh, like one, for example, as well in Australia, where uh, it, it's a place called Karen's Diner, right? And the whole thing is um, a parody on, on the slang term Karen, where where they give you, where they intentionally give you bad service and they complain to the customer. It's actually a very funny concept, and it's supposed it's coming to America, so that's kind of funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. Where can people yeah, yeah. watch it? Uh, it's on A&E Networks. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when it airs, but uh, the uh, the press release, I believe, just came out, and I saw uh, Michael, you doing interviews about it, so um, it should be coming out, I think, this summer, though. I'm pretty sure. Awesome. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah th- things have been the same for me. I'm just writing all the soap opera news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Yes. Um, but I just wanted to throw out there, and I, I don't think anyone listening cares, but in the past week I kind of worked out a new personal system, sort of like a project to-do list, whether it's you know home stuff or podcasts or my other projects. So um, I have to say it's really helped me get things done. I've kind of, not really on a, a schedule per se, but every day I like, I'll list down... All right, tomorrow at, when I get up at 4.30 in the morning, I got to do X, Y, and Z. So when I get up at 4.30 in the morning, I look at it and go, oh, right, I got to do that. <laughs> so Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm feeling productive. That's great. So, okay, folks, before we get into things, we want to let you guys know that we are taking our special filmmaker series, which if you're a listener of the show, you already have heard about it at least, uh, was previously exclusively available only on Patreon. And we're taking that, we're going to add it to the regular show. It's going to be in the regular show feed. And it's a show in which we talk about, or we talk to directors, writers, producers, basically anybody behind the scenes in film and television. And we try to get their insights into their process. Now, it's like I said, it's going to be part of the Then Is Now feed, so you won't have to go anywhere else to find them. It's when a new episode pops up, it'll come up under Then Is Now podcast. So we're excited about that. And, you know, we've had some great people on the show, like cult film director Fred Olin Ray and comedy writer David Mish. You know, who, who else have we had, Chris? Oh, there's been quite a few. I mean, we've had the uh, independent filmmaker Trent Harris, uh, where he talked about the Beaver Trilogy and uh, uh, Plant Temp from Outer Space, among his other uh, pretty amazing films, I must say. Uh, We've had on John Bostage, the great composer who was responsible for Killer Clowns from Outer Space and also Wizard of Speed and Time. Uh, We've had S.S. Wilson, who wrote Tremor, Short Circuit, Barry's Not Included, just a whole slew of uh, movies from the 1980s, um, you know, very popular for that. So there's been quite a few, um, you know, that's just a few in the lineup. Nice, nice. Yeah. Right. So, folks, that's it. These shows are going to be available to the general public, and we think you're going to like them. So on to today's show. We have got a returning guest today, musician Dantes Alexander. Uh, Chris, were you on that episode when he was on before? No, I was not. So I'm looking forward to uh, um, hearing what he has to say. I'm, you've told me about him. I've listened to his music before this show. So I'm excited to hear him, you know, discuss his inspiration and such. Awesome. Awesome. All right, folks, let's get right into it. And as we always say, class is in session. I have a bad feeling about this. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? Hey, you in my class? I am today. I think you should consider transferring to shock class. Now, now, very few students are severely injured in shock class. Bueller. When you were in school. Bueller. Did you ever cut class? Bueller. Yeah, I guess I did. Sure, most kids cut classes. Good. Sign this. 
Um, he's sick. I get so lonely when I hear that third attendance bell ring and all my kids are not here. Seven years of college down the drain. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You lack discipline. As long as I'm here, there will be no grades or gold stars or demerits. We're going to have recess all the time. Woo! Go play and have fun now. All right, folks, our guest today was previously on episode 104. He's a master of electronic dance music and has just released his new single, an interpretation of the Tom Jones classic She's a Lady, on June 9th, which is a collaboration with Funk Investigation and Hinka. Ladies and gentlemen, please join us in welcoming back to the show the Prince Regent of EDM, Dante's Alexander. How have you been, Dante's? Oh, man, I have been wonderful. I've been... Hanging in there. Thank you for having me back on the show. I'm excited to party with both of you guys. It's a, it's a privilege. Awesome, awesome. So so tell us about your new song, which is an interpretation, as we said, of the classic Tom Jones song, She's a Lady. <laughs> well, it's it's She's a Lady, you know. We, we've heard that song a million times, a million different ways. Um, but what's different this time is um, I've chosen to give four different interpretations of the song so you have a, a classical you know radio edit you got your club mix got the funky touch mix which is like my get down mix like this conga drums on there i mean i tear that sucker up um <laughs> and then uh, sorry i don't mean a two mile horn guys um it's, it's, it's funky music it really is and then we have uh, Paul's New Mood mix, which is uh, a homage to my engineer, Paul, and then also Paul Anka, the writer of uh, She's a Lady. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I love this. I, I love it. Um, four songs, and hopefully everybody else will love it, too. Nice, nice. What Now, I've seen it before. What is um, th What differentiates a radio mix from a club mix? Well, you know, nowadays, if you think about how music is, unfortunately, music has actually gotten shorter. <laughs> um, and music has gotten shorter to, um, you know, cap capture, you know, everyone's ears, honestly. Um, 15, even 20 years ago, you know, a, a song on the radio, even back then, you can get away with maybe a you know a three minute song on the radio now, but the average song, and you guys can actually go go check this out and even Google it if you like. But the average song now, uh, radio edit is about two minutes and forty seconds. Huh? Isn't that mm. something, right? Mm. When, you think, when yeah. you think about all of the great songs in in history, right? Like from Queen and everybody else, right? Those are some long songs, right? Um, <laughs> But, you know, everybody now is just trying to make sure that, you know, you can grasp the ear. So the choruses are coming first now instead of, you know, in the middle of the song like they used to be. So am I blabbing, guys? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Blab away, please. <laughs> I've, I've heard disc jockeys say that, like, if they have to use the bathroom for a great length of time, they'll, they'll put on, like, uh, Stay Away to Heaven or something, you know? <laughs> yeah and, and you know and that and that honestly it is true like there was a point in time where you know you could listen to a, a song and like I, I can think of so many songs that are uh way longer than my you know uh she's a lady uh radio radio edit that's a short song anyway but um 
yeah, music's in an interesting space now. <laughs> interesting. So how did you go about getting rights to the original song? You know, so I honestly did not have much to do with that. This is the first time I can actually sound like an artist and say, oh, my, my label took care of that. Um, <laughs> but but um, I had little to do with that. Um, I pretty much told them that, you know, I wanted to cover the record, um, did the vocal. Um, they, I'm sure they got clearance. Everything was approved. Um, and it and it and it came out. Um, so, yeah. Nice. nice. Uh, and, and what was it about the song that made you want to tackle this new interpretation? Like, um, like I guess, like what inspired? I guess, like that song in particular. Well, you know, I am a pop culture nerd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As are we. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in good company because this is about to blow your your bleeping minds here. So, does any one of you guys remember the Tuong Fu movie? Um, Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, so let's go back to 95, like eight-year-old Dantes is, you know, watching those big, ugly drag queens. Um, well, I mean, hey, look, I mean, hey, I, Wesley Snipes is, you know, that's a buff dude. He didn't make a good-looking girl. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, one of the songs, you know, that was on that soundtrack was, was She's a Lady. And that's... Yeah. That song specifically was used when they were making John Leguizamo over into a full-fledged queen. Prior to that, they were calling him a boy in a dress because he was tacky, supposedly. Hmm. <laughs> and um, that was one of the songs that was played. And um, it just always represented like a um, song of empowerment um, for me. And I'm obviously not a woman. Um, but it just shows a strength in what um, everything that a woman is, you know, uh, not only, you know, do they provide sustenance to the earth, but, you know, women deal with some, some stuff, guys, that we don't have to deal with. You know, there's that one line in the lyric, you know, um, she loves me through and through and she knows what to do. You know, that's, that's true. You know, all, all, all of the women in, in our environments moms girlfriends vice versa they know what to do to you know make make everything right um you know you you may have a bad day and you may go home and you may say some unflattering things to your spouse but guess what because she's a lady and a real lady she's gonna give it right back to you and that for me is what's empowering about that record it's 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 basically like a uh an incarnation of the we can do it poster you know what i mean you remember right. that old poster um god i probably sound so gay can we still say that word <laughs> i don't know um, <laughs> it's okay <laughs> you know i don't want them to come after me you know <laughs> yeah yeah um but it, it's a very powerful you know record and i think right now more than ever honestly you know to our you know, to our moms and our sisters and our wives and our girlfriends and vice versa, you know, they need to be reassured that man has their back because, you know, they they are dealing with an attack on their personhood right now. I couldn't imagine, you know, the government saying, hey, guys, you know, you 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 can't you can't do what you, know, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it you know, it's a double edged sword. And, and I think it, it's our responsibility you know, as men to uplift and support and validate all of these amazing creatures in our life. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So now, in in terms of the the song specifically, um, I noticed you know you you added I'm sorry you added a cool echo to um, Tom's lyrics. Did you were you able to pull that? The lyric. I'm sorry. Yeah, were you able to pull his voice out from the music because it doesn't sound like any of the original background music is in there. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is all brand new uh, music. Um, I've actually been working with um, Funk Investigation and Hinka um, since. Gosh, it, it, it's that been I've been so busy and putting out music consistently. Man, I feel like I've been like like I've been married to them for. Uh, forever, but we've only been working together since um, I want to say February. We put out the Whirlpool record. That was another another cover, uh, Seal. Actually, same thing for four different versions, um, and they have been. Uh, it really has been like a a marriage made in heaven. Um, you know, I am a very old school, you know, soul. Um, <laughs> You know, and I, like we, you know, we talked about, you know, we like real music. And I use the air quotations. We like real music. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think all of us here, you know, and everybody out there, I think we remember a time where people actually sang on the record and it wasn't actually just like someone talk and talk singing. Um, you know, and it's funny that you're talking about that because I remember like in my 20s, I was getting so mad at like how the sound was starting to change. And I'm like, what the heck is this? I'm like, this is like, it sounds cool. Like, yeah, you, you're shuffling over the beat, but you can't sing, bro. (laughs) And in fact, I believe it was T-Ping who, who said he was depressed after Usher told him that he had killed R&B. Oh, jeez. Well, hey, I mean, (laughs) we love T-Ping. T-Ping can actually sing. He, he put that, you know, put that broomer to rest after after he did an NPR uh, tiny concert. But you know, music, um, you know, music is is like art, and and I think it, it is something that should be protected and respected um, in in any other way. You know, as is as any other you know tangible art, and and as with AI, right? You know, we as a society have to be responsible with. Um, you know, how we're using these new technologies because it could create a future that's unsustainable for our offspring. So, right, right, right. right. Well, I guess you sort of answered my own question, which was, were there any elements from the original song that you used in the mixing process or not really? Oh, heck no, man. Yeah, I didn't didn't think so. (laughs) Oh, heck no, Chris, man. Like, I am, you know, I wanted this to be, like, totally fresh. Like, totally fresh. Like, I wanted this to be like Tom Jones, like on steroids, you know, and you can listen to the record and you can, re- you can tell sure. at the points where like, I really got into it. Like, you know, uh, like, I mean, I'm serious, man. Like, you know, Tom Jones ain't much of a move, but I was in there, you know, getting my stiff hip move on, you know, <laughs> you know, as I was doing the record, because, you know, you, you want to convey that, you know, that type of emotion um, you know, through through the record, I, I tried to keep stylistically at least some of the original note structures, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted it to be um, completely, completely fresh. Um, I mean, there are four, there are four great mixes, but honestly, like, I, I think my favorite one would probably be the um, Funky Touch mix, just because it's it's a more, I like the more organic sounding 
uh, live instrumentation. Um, you know, here we are again talking about, you know, how crappy music is and I got live instrumentation on my record. Like how many people can say in, in 2023, like, hey, you know, you know, I have, you know, serious producers, but not only serious producers, but, you know, these guys are playing on my record. Like these are real conga drums that you're hearing. These are real guitars that you're hearing. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and that, you know, that, you know, that, that, that keeps in line with that vintage you know, vintage sound, you know, from, from the original. So. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. awesome. I mean, they're all good. I, I have to say personally, my favorite is probably Paul's new mood. I like that oh, one. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I mean, they're all great, but if I were to pick one, if I was forced to pick one that I'd pick that one. Oh, really? See that, that, you know, and oh, oh, that for that one for me is like, when I hear that one, I, I, I think of my mom actually. Yeah. <laughs> I do, uh, and you know, and like we were talking about, unfortunately, she just passed away. Oh, um, sorry. It's it's okay. Her 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 memory lives through this record. Uh, it, it's totally fine. Um, but like I said, it, it it totally reminds me of her because when I hear the horns on that record, I can just see my mom doing her little stiff hand walk dance that she used to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and. It really does have like that that vintage you know sound. So when I when I heard it, I you know it, it's my record you know, and I laughed at it. it was, you know, I'm like, oh, this is you guys got me sounding like I'm from the '60s here. <laughs> 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 you know, so but that's cool. That's cool. So that that that's that's absolute validation. Thank you for for liking that version. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, that's what um. You know that that's sort of uh, that's just the one that sort of struck me. So maybe it was evoking the same mood, you know. Well, you know, and that's why it's called uh, Paul's New Mood. You know, they, you know, and and also too, like I mentioned, you know, it's it's in honor of my engineer, uh, Paul Murphy. That's that's my Bruce Swedian. He's the the man who is responsible for all of my clear and concise vocals. Um, man, I'm blessed to have a, a really big team. I can say that. I have an engineer. Um, I got Funk Investigation at Hinka over in Italy and Belgium. Um, but we wanted that version to, you know, be Paul's new mood, you know, Paul Anka. Um, and it's funny that you, you're, you're saying that because we were just looking over some of the analytics from the song. And a lot of the searches are actually coming up um um, under Paul Anka because people are searching for for Paul Anka and they're finding they're finding that song and they're sticking around which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so according to your press release, she's a lady. Sort of is one of two singles released from an unnamed upcoming album that's set to hit the stores and, and retail in twenty at the fall of this year, twenty twenty three, and it's going to feature a mix of original songs and covers and. You know, soul, funk, R&B music fans are going to love it. So what can you tell us about some of the other songs? Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Um, oh, man. I, you know, I, you know, covers are fun, right? You know, I did an interview, guys. With, and it's, you know, because after a while, when you're, you know, you're in the public eye for so long, people forget uh, how much music you've released, actually. And uh, the person that was interviewing me was like, okay, well, when are you going to release some original music? And I, 
you know, you know how you know how you give your kids that stare, like, oh no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, hell, I'm like, I put out, and you remember Roger, you know, I'm like, hell, I put out two original albums in a video game that year. What the heck are you talking about? I think I've earned some covers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm in this era sonically where I think every artist wants to prove that they know parts of the American songbook. And, and there's the, the traditional meaning of that word, you know, where you're singing all the big band stuff and there's the genre specific stuff you know that every you know if you're a rock fan there's just certain skit that you need to know if you're an r&b fan there's certain skit you need to know um if you're an electronic dance music artist there's certain skit you need to know um and for me you know being at this uh precipice of success where i am it's important for me to pay homage to all of those records um old and new that that have moved me and i'm already have cut like six songs and of those six of course there are more covers um only a fool would say that by steely dan has always been Hmm. a favorite of mine nice this is a completely different take on Steely Dan, and here, and you guys want to hear something creepy or maybe perhaps ominous about this, right? Sure. So, yeah. so, yeah. okay. So, like, I'm black as hell. Excuse me. I know nothing about <laughs> Steely, right? So, I go look up Steely Dan, guys, and they went to my fucking college. They went to Bard College. So, if that's not fate, wow. <laughs> I'm that's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna do the record, you know. So I did the record, and I was like, okay. That's cool. Um, I, you know, you, sometimes when when you hear a record, you 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 have to you have to go over it a couple of times in order to be able to sing it the way that 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 you're supposed to sing it. Um, it should be familiar enough, right? But it should be so separate from the original that people know that it's different. Um, so I have that. I got um, "Wishing Well" by by Terrence Trent D'Arby. Um, I really love that record. I don't know if you guys remember that record. That's from like 87. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to sing. I was just getting ready to... <laughs> <laughs> go ahead if you want. <laughs> I was just getting ready to <laughs> go into it. Um, I have that. Um, I also did a cover by NXS, Need You Tonight. I love them as well. Nice. Um... And and then I got I mean I even have some Wilson Pickett in there so um, it's very diverse so those are those are some of the covers I'm still working on some original material right now um, honestly you know between between us guys I don't have anything else to say right now original um, hmm. well I mean you have to think you know when you know you have to think about the rose that that comes through the concrete or even it doesn't have to be a rose think of any flower that comes through concrete how much effort it takes to come through that concrete um and how much of um that existence has been spit just trying to get through the concrete and that that was literally sonically what um you know that that um first album was for me it was a breakthrough for me it was a spiritual um, breakthrough. 
um, for me. And uh, that album actually, uh, New Jack City One actually just celebrated its second anniversary. And in two years, I'm at, I think we're at like 759,000 um, sales uh, globally. So, well, that, you know, that's amazing, right? But when we just talk about all the new stuff, like the, the Whirlpool EP that came out in February, that's already at 414,000. So that's, that stuff's actually already, my new stuff's actually selling 10 times faster than um, the older stuff. But I guess that's because I'm, I'm, air quotations i'm somebody now <laughs> <laughs> well you're getting you're getting like people are starting to like more people are starting to know who you are you know yeah 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 and and it's cool sometimes and, and, and it's a little freaky uh you know to be you know i've never been one to want uh complete fame um i i, I like you know i enjoy being a working actor uh, I, you know, I like being being able to walk down you know my neighborhood. You know, I like being able to you know pay cheap rent and live in a cheap neighborhood because no one knows who the f- I am. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and you know, and and of course, right? I want to be successful, but you know, there's a certain trade off. You know, I, I, you know, I I'd rather have what I have, you know, than than have like. Like I just, there's, I, I don't think I could handle that. I, I just, I, I just be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm serious. I don't like. You know, I'm very private. I, 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 I know you know that. You know, yeah. you don't, you don't see a lot of. You know, you know, I don't talk about who I'm dating. I don't. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't show my house. You know, I don't show. You know, I'm not. You know, you're not very, posting your meals on Facebook. No. <laughs> no. Like I'm. I'm sorry, but doesn't that take the magic away from everything? Like, right. I'm, I mean, no one, no one wants to see me. Oh, guys, I'm, I'm splattering, you know, steak sauce all over my clothes this evening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm very protective of, of, you know, of that, um, you know, part of, dot uh, has. Um, but I, I want people to, you know, receive the music. And this, in fact, is probably the, the most that I've publicly, um, you know, when I first started, if you guys look back at my first albums, you know, I, I would have never actually, the first album was, that was my, my face too, but that was an animated album cover. You know, the, all three of the first albums were, you know, animated album covers, you know, now we've progressed to actually having my face, you know, <laughs> covers. Um, <laughs> nice. Well, I'm just being honest, you know, these are yeah. things that, you know, I wasn't comfortable with initially, you know, you struggle in the beginning to, you know, to sort of get acclimated and figure out like, okay, you know, what, what type of artist you want to be and whatnot. And even in my videos from, you know, that period, you know, I, you know, I left a lot of mystery to the video to, for people to say, okay, is he in the video? Is, is he there? Is, is he really there? Um, where, you know, whereas now, you know, it's, you know, Dantes, ah, bright lights, he's here, you know, get, get, you know, get the war, you know, all of that. Um, so it, it's, it's a growth process. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you briefly mentioned Funk Investigation and I, you know, I listened to them and I actually really like them a lot now. Um, what can you tell us about them? Oh man. Um, well, Okay, I met I met 
Steph, like you would do a cold call. <laughs> huh. Well, there's no such thing as a cold call these days, guys. You know, you just you slide in the DM. That's what the kids say now, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I slid in. I slid in his DM, and I'm like, dude. You know, I heard your work on The Ones. You remember that record, right? Uh, flawless. Absolutely flawless. You know, uh, well, how does it go? Like no other. Flawless. Uh, you know, that record. George Michael ended yeah. up sampling it the year later, and, 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 it, and it became an even bigger success. Right, so, right. Um, so that's how I found them. I was listening to the record by 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 The Ones, and I'm like, no, seriously, like, you, you know us. Like, I mean, the actual record in here, like, the actual record. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was looking at, you know, um, you know, it was like almost like being a kid again, guys. Like, you remember, like, actually picking up the records and, like, opening the booklet and see who worked on what and all that. Right. It was like that, you know, and I looked, and I'm like, oh, Folk Investigation, that's who did this. Okay, so I just, you know... Looked him up and I'm like, okay, man. I'm like, I, I need that. <laughs> I'm like, I need that, man. I need some, you know. I, I want to work with you. Like, let, let's work together. Let's collaborate. Um, and we've been working together um, since February. But their work, I think their 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 body of work really speaks for itself. I mean, I, you know, George Michael is just one of one of many. Um, you know, clients that they've had over the last um, 20, my God, what, 23 years, um, Simply Red. Um, they've they've done stuff for uh, Jamar Kwai. I think uh, Boy George, right? Boy George as well. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 it certainly makes me feel good to know that I'm, I'm working with people who know what they're doing. <laughs> 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 um, not to say I didn't have, you know, have, have control of things before. I mean, I was doing pretty good. Um, but, you know, it, it's nice to, you know, have a place where, you know, where you belong. Um, very, very supportive. You know, I, I, I love, love those guys very much. Um, just a lot of love. Uh, you know, all of these projects now have grown to be, extremely international affairs you know um you know france you know belgium you know in america so all and, and that's why we we have the honestly at least in my opinion you know i can't speak you know to what you know their idea was but at least in my opinion you know it's that old school you know approach like you don't know what's gonna stick so you know let's make something for every market so right. um and and that really is um Funk investigation and Hinka. Hinka, though, just to talk about him for a second, I like Hinka. Um, Hinka's a cool dude. No one knows who the Hinka is, by the way. He's sort of like um, he's like Daft Punk. Hmm, like he, yeah, he's he's there. He's ominous, um, but you don't know who the bleep he is. Um, <laughs> and he actually led the the whole entire project um, for She's a Lady. Um, so, and they, they, you know, he's been working, you know, with Funk Investigation now for, for, some, for quite some time. And they're just really, 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 really great, great, um, great guys. Um, you know, and I'm just happy to be working with them. Really blessed, honestly. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. They've, they've definitely got an 80s sound, which is similar to, to your sound, you know. So I, I, <laughs> right away I was attracted to the music. Say so, right, it worked right. That's what I said. It's, it's it's a great marriage, man. Like really, it was. Like, you know, um, it 
it, it it's it's refreshing, man. It really is. Like, um, yeah, I, you know, when I first heard um, the Workpool record, and I heard the the drums, I'm like, oh, give me some of that Phil Collins. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know. Um, so, man, I I I'm I'm excited. You know, and we got a lot of great more stuff coming. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Are there any so- are there any other songs you wish to uh reinterpret as well? Um, well other than um other than the Wishing Well record by Terrence Trendiarby and uh Steely Dan. Uh, you know, I think I, I think as an artist, right, you wanna you wanna you wanna cover you wanna cover everybody and do everything. The sure. prob- the problem is 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 picking picking the songs you know right um like for example i love seal i've covered two seal records excuse me fellas um i've covered two seal records and you know people don't didn't know those records because you know unfortunately you have to be like a a pretty hardcore like seal fan to know um some of his work you know um Mm -hmm which was Whirlpool, um, you know, She's a Lady, you know, that was a, that was spot on target, right? Cause everybody knows that song, you know? So if you, you do a good, a good version or a good take on it, you know, yours will hopefully join the Pantheon. <laughs> um, but it's all, no, serious though. You know, it, it, it's also, you know, it's good SEO marketing too, not to sound like a nerd or, but I am what I am, you know, because when someone searches for, you know, steal Whirlpool or, you know Tom Jones. You know there, there's Dantes down there. Like, hey, <laughs> right, check, right. Check me out. Um, awesome. But um, I don't know. You know, it, 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 that that was an unfair question, Chris. I, because <laughs> I mean, of course I do. I mean, there's so much stuff that I want to do. I, I like, I, I wanted, like I, I was saying earlier, like I wanted to. Uh, cover a Lisa Marie Presley record, and I, I you know, I want to talk about her just for for a, a quick second. Sure. Um, I like Lisa Marie, and I've always liked Lisa Marie Presley. I even liked her when I was a kid. I, re- I remember when that first record of hers came out in the early two thousands. I, I was still in high school. I remember at the time, and I liked it because it was you know very bluesy and. F- you know, folks, folk rock. It was so different from, you know, probably what everybody expected her to do, right? With her, her dad being like, you know, like the literal like incarnation of like, you know, what modern rock was. Right. And I and I'm so pleased for her to go more southern and to go more raw. Like, um, um, uh, gosh, uh, who did polka polka salad Annie? Um, uh. Pol- I don't know. <laughs> does, any, does anyone have 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 their 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 trusty trusty dandy Google brain nearby? Yeah, I can look it up on Spotify actually. Uh, polka salad, Annie. Um, gosh, I, I I feel so bad because um, I actually. That's well, it's an Elvis song. Uh, it wasn't Elvis though. Uh, Tony Joe White. That's it, Tony Joe White. Ah, uh, yes, another another Southern rock guy. I love. Like, there's something special about like Southern rock, man, because it just it fuses 
all of those beloved, you know, beloved genres, you know, it fuses the Americana, it's got the, the rock, it's got the blues, it's got the R&B. Right. Um, I love all of that skit. I really do. Um, you know, I like I want to do Sweet Home Alabama. Um, I don't know if I could, you know, I, honestly, like I want to do it. I really do. Um I don't know if 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 I if I could do that that justice or not. Um, hmm. um you know, and I and I, I think I was t- talking about that on a, on another interview. Like I, you know, I feel like my foundation is always has always sort of been like R and B and disco, but you know, like sonically at least privately in my private life, like I do listen to you know like a lot of you know alternative rock and stuff like that too and like a lot of people would not expect that (laughs) (laughs) um you know um i actually also chris yep (laughs) here um go look up uh set nad when you're done um he covered um a record by nine inch nails so we'll see we'll see if you get that how do you spell that? Setnad. S-E-T-N-A-D. Okay. All one word? Yeah. All one word. So when, right. you, when you write that down, or even when you write it in the computer, you should have your answer, Chris. All right. Awesome. Do you get, do you get it, Setnad? Look at, look at your, look at the Oh, <laughs> I get it. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> I get it now. I get it now. Nice. <laughs> That's one of my aliases. So you actually can go listen to a cover of of uh, Nine Inch Nails, um, a record I did did of them. I actually and I kept everything original on that record just because it, I mean, it had to stay original. It, 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 it and I never intended that that persona to 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 really go anywhere. Um, that's just like, you know, if I want to, you know, do my rock skit, you know. Um, it's 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 there and it's available. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so Whirlpool, I guess um, that came out between the last time you were on the show and now. So uh, we apparently we missed it. So I apologize for not having you on. I I kind of that one went got by me. But um, uh, when did that come out? That came out, I believe, Feb- February seventeenth. Um, yeah, February seventeenth. We debuted at number two twelve on the house charts, and we got all the way as high as number fifteen. We were on the charts for actually about four months, so it actually just dropped off uh, before the "She's a Lady" project came out. Wow! Yeah. Nice. So, um, Seal, you know, I like I said, I love Seal. Um, but that record specifically, I always liked the Whirlpool record, you know, because like we were just talking about, you know, like folk music. Um, you know, I love Ch- Tracy Chapman, too. Um, that's why I've always been attracted to, to Seal and I've always covered a lot of his work because, um, you know, a lot of his work is is sort of folk, you know, deals with uh, folk music, even though he's, you know, a British lad, uh, Americana as well. Right. Isn't that funny, right, how, how that worked out for him? Yeah. But, um, so I, you know, I, I, it was the same thing with the Tom Jones record too. Like that was just, um, one of those records that had always spoken to me, um, you know, just, you know, hearing the, the, the blues guitar 
and 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 just his voice uh you know against that was you know just powerful enough um and i always felt like it sort of mirrored uh, you know my own life and in the the record you know he's saying um you know want a child no want a child no i walk out of a whirlpool you know walk into another day then i feel better um so it's 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 not, it's sort of kind of a a song about self-loathing but it's also a song that that is um you know acknowledging you know that we all go through a proverbial you know whirlpool um but it, the the my take on it is not as is not as emotional as um seals um and it's it you know and i'm proud of that um, but I also want to release, uh, you know, a stripped down, you know, acapella version of that, um, just to, mm. you know, let people hear, hear the vocal. Um, it, it, it's very, you know, it's, it's, it's traditional in, in the way that it, it you know, it, it was sung. Um, you know, I got to get my Christina Aguilera on or Ariana Grande, you know, so let these, <laughs> let these bleeps know I can sing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but um, I, at the end of the day, like I, I like, like I've always sort of felt like Tina Turner a little bit. Um, like I, there's only so much that you know s certain sounds can do. Um, you know, which is why I've I've sort of you know experimented with you know so many you know. Uh, um, you know, and I even grew up, you know, listening to, you know, such a variety of, you know, different artists and, you know, and, you know, but you got to do what works, unfortunately, you know, if you, you go too far, far to the left, you know, you'll lose people, which is when, why you have to start coming out with aliases and releasing records as different people that, that, that Dante's fans may not know about, <laughs> right? Or won't know about because, you know, you can't, you can't wash your you know, wash your dirty dishes in the sanitation water, if you get what I'm saying. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, so I was on the last show, as you know, but just to, I guess for me and also for, to remind our listeners as well, uh, how did you get your start in music? Um, well, to be honest with you, Chris, I've been doing this a long time, man. Um, I've been doing this since I was a kid. Um, you know, uh, I had um, a leg up on most people, I would guess, because, um, you know, I I grew up in an environment, you know, it, you know, I was in foster care, um, and I grew up in an environment where everything was pretty much provided for me, you know, and, mm. and in most environments, you know, you, you know, if you say you want to be a ballet dancer, they're taking you to to bleeping ballet class, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you get what I'm saying, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, and. You know, we would do, you know, performances um, every year. And that's kind of how it, you know, how it started. Um, and I just sort of segued into in, into um, this by way of um, film. So actually, technically, Chris, to answer your question, that that's not even really how it started. How I got here. <laughs> <laughs> How that's that's like way back in the day. Um, but how I got <laughs> here was, um, I mean, I had you know I had made music I, in tw you know twenty eighteen was when I actually had started, but I had taken somewhat of a, a personal break for like two years. Um, yeah. 
And I, I had put out another record by Seal called Killer. Um, and then I did another original record called Soul Below. And while I was doing those projects, I was doing a lot of uh, featured extra work um, on, on different shows and a lot of background on different shows. Um, and one of those shows was um, Work in Progress. Um, and so I sort of parlayed that uh, into, you know, working on, you know, other shows and getting other speaking roles. And um, then I got a Chicago Music Award nomination from um, So Below for uh, Best EDM, Inter excuse me, Best EDM Entertainer. Um, and the rest is history, as they say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, did anything draw you to the to the genre that you work in of electronic? Well, you know, I I unfortunately got stuck with that that acronym because I don't think there's a genre that can truly contain what it is what I do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, electronic dance music is just disco, house music, and really pop music now uh, i was listening to a record by ariana grande earlier and i was like oh god everybody's making my music now um you know so it it really is um it it, it really is just in a term that is an umbrella term for everything that's no longer mainstream um right. you know it honestly it is um yeah even though like I said, you know, it's starting to, I mean, it is not starting to, it is like, you know, uh, and I'm not like a big Beyonce fan and I love Beyonce. Don't, don't like, please don't come for me beehive. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Uh, you know how they are. Um, but you know, she put out a whole entire, like that whole, that, that whole record that she put out the rent, that Renaissance record. That's an, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a disco record. You know, that, that's a disco record. <laughs> I did. I listened to it. And I was like, what? You know, you, you like what? I was like, this B is doing my music. You know? <laughs> like, you know, she, 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 she's making my music, you know. And, <laughs> and even, you know, now no shade, though, like at the Grammys. I don't know if you guys remember now, right? When they were, when they were, you know, talking, you know, when they were getting ready to do, you know, best, you know, you know, best electronic artists, you know, there were yeah. some people whose faces were in serious dismay when they saw that Beyonce, you know, got a Grammy for, you know, best electronic, you know, dance music artist. And you could imagine why, right? When there, you know, had been people, you know, toiling for decades. Right. Uh, yeah. you know, doing 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 this music. You know, not to say that she was not deserving. Beyonce is incredible. Um, but it, it's, it's to the point now where, you know, it, it's so mainstream. Um, it, it, you know, if, if I don't put, you know, if I don't put EDM, uh, if I put disco, no one will listen to it. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. That's well. funny. So I apologize. I can't remember last time if we talked about it. So I'm just going to ask again. Um, are you a fan of Giorgio Moroder? Are you kidding? You yeah. must be. <laughs> Come on, that, that was that was that a serious question, Chris? <laughs> 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 yeah, 
No, it just I couldn't remember if we had talked about him last time or not. But because um, you know when the movie Cat People came out, I just fell in love with that soundtrack, and I liked the stuff that he did recently with D- Daft Punk. Well, I say recently, but that was probably what like six years ago now. <laughs> well, man, time flies. It's good stuff, though. Um, I loved Giorgio Moroder, but you know, of course, if we're guys, if we're going to talk about Giorgio, we have to talk about Miss Donna Summer. Um, right. And those two specifically, um, like you want to get technical here, like that is the queen mother, as the drag queens would say, <laughs> the queen mother of electronic dance music. She is the queen mother of house music. She is, she, she is the one who started it. When she did that, I feel love record. Look, look, this is 2023 and I'm, I'm, you know, in my early 30s, and that record makes me blush because she sounds like she's doing something she's not supposed to be doing on that record. And the reason why it sounds like that is because <laughs> Giorgio Moroder, you know, put his foot in that record, and they just had this symbiosis together, those two. And didn't they didn't they work together like pretty much for her whole career, guys? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah! Like I love that record with uh, with with Daft Punk. It's funny that you were talking about that because I, I that that literally like it, I'm not joking. Like I was listening to that earlier today. Oh, nice! Mm. And nice. he's like he's like 80 years old, and he's still making good music. Like I heard he made he like he actually he put out something with his daughter recently too. I heard which is which is pretty kick butt. Oh, so. cool! I'll have to check that out. They nice. also had uh, Paul, uh, yeah, Paul Williams on that album too, on one song, which is really good. Like that whole album's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but when when you're a classic artist, you can't do no wrong, you know. Mm, right. Well, yeah, and well, and Giorgio was also responsible for my introduction to him was actually the '80s movie Electric Dreams, and that was done by. Yeah, great movie, and that was Virgin Records' first foray into movies, oddly yeah. enough. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Okay, so now I'm going to have to, like, probably when, when we finish, I'm going to go watch that now. Yeah, <laughs> the great, it was a great soundtrack. I mean, you got Human oh, League on that. there, you know, Human League, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, P.P. Arnold, yeah, just a great slew of artists on that soundtrack. Wow, I did not know that. I did not know that at all. Huh. I'm gonna have to check it out. I don't think I've seen that movie. I'm familiar with the title and the the musician. Yeah, I mean, so 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 have you seen the movie Her with the Spike Jones movie with Joaquin Phoenix? No, no. Okay, so that mo- well, both movies are essentially about computers are alive, but in this case, in Electric Dreams, it's a love triangle between a man, his computer, and his upstairs neighbor. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> and uh, the uh, and the and, and it's like the oh. and it's like an. And it's like an old personal computer machine with the big monitor and like you know the old school keyboard. I mean, it's a dated movie in that respect, but it's uh, but it's great. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and um, her, in contrast, is basically kind of the same story, but with like a little like almost like an iPod sort of thing. And so it's. Um, oh, I had yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get, I'm gonna do that's my hilarious. Own. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but a no <known> fact. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, Dantes, um, last time you were on, we talked about, you know, I asked you if you would consider putting your songs on vinyl, and you said it was too costly at that time. Has that changed at all? No. No. These major labels are, are messing it up for everybody. Like, huh. <laughs> they really are, man. I mean, I mean, 
just got to be honest with you. Like, I don't, you know, I can't, you know, I can't compete with, with major label, you know, demand. I mean, they, you know, they have the plants, you know, backed up. Like, the last time, you know, I, I spoke with the label, um, you know, they were saying, you know, 12 months, you know, for, for vinyl. So, um, CDs are still a, a, a more efficient model just because they're so uh, accessible. The, the problem, though, is, is that, there are only a handful of vinyl plants now. Like, there's only one in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then also with, um, you know, Russia being in trouble. <laughs> with what You know, what's going on over there that puts, you know, some some constraints on, you know, what, what we can do. Um, I love vinyl. You know how important that is, mm. you know. Um, yeah. You know. It, but, it, it, guys, it's just... It's hard. You like we're we're working on it. Maybe we'll be able to come out with, um, you know, a limited edition, you know, version vinyl hmm. of uh, "She's a Lady" or something. You know, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Ask the label and, and see what their thoughts are on that. Hmm. Uh, but man, I'm telling you, man. Like, and also too, you know, while you know, I love vinyl, and and, and as I've gotten older i've started to see more younger people buying vinyl and i know they don't have record players um, <laughs> i'm being serious like I, I i i just just like day before yesterday when i went to the record store i saw a girl in there who probably was no more than 18 and she had a handful of vinyl and i knew that she did not have a record player in her home she totally was ipod generation you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> so um you know, which is good, you know, for, for everyone. Um, but on the back end, like it, it, you know, the major label, you know, they're, they're really killing it, you know? And if you think about the consumption of music right now, how much of it do you think is newer, older music guys? Of the vinyl that's being issued now? Yeah. I would say a, um, a higher percentage are older music being reissued. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, no, and and that's even look, even modern music. Like if you look at the charts right now, like you know, older music is selling better than the newer music right now. Um, there aren't that many number one hits anymore. There are a lot of stars, right? And I'm even one of these stars. You know, um, you know, I'll I'll throw myself under the bus too. Um, you know, <laughs> there are a lot of you know there are a lot of stars who you know people may may or not heard of. Because they they don't have number one hits, but they have charted. You know, there's a lot of that now because you know we all, you know, once we get to that certain age, you know, we're stuck listening to the music that we grew up listening to, which causes that desire to you know you know want the label to continue, you know, to pump out you know vinyl on those catalog artists, and that's where all of the the problems are coming from right now. I feel like I just blabbed about that. I'm sorry, fellas. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Um, oh, I love vinyl, too. I love the sound of it. I'm a collector uh, myself, and um, uh, it seems like it's, you know, the trend has been going around that, you know, people want it. But what about some of the other formats? Like, do you also see a trend in, like, people wanting to go back to, like, for collector's items, like cassette tapes or 8-track, anything like that, just for, like, the nostalgia value of it? You know, I personally, Chris, I flippin' love cassette tape, right? And mm, I, As I, do I. I wanted to put my album out on cassette tape, but of course the label was like, no, of course <laughs> you are not going to do that because who the heck has cassette players? 
you know. Oh, but I'm definitely seeing a resurgence in CDs. Like, um, me and my spouse, um, and just in physical media, period, man. Like, me and my spouse, man, like, we we do it up, uh, you know, when we go to the thrift stores. Because, you know, those CDs are, and these are, you know, CDs that have come from, you know, record stores. You know, so they're, they stuff stickers and stuff on them. Um, you know, so I'm personally, like, even... Just outside of my home, you know, I'm seeing younger kids, you know, CDs are coming back. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I th- and, and then I think the reason why the CD is coming back also, too, is because it's it's cheaper to cheaper to produce um, the the CD, you know, is it's people people prefer the CD over the MP3. People will buy a right. CD over an MP3. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Even though you need a microscope to read the liner notes, exactly. Um, <laughs> that's the that's the challenge for me, Chris. Like I, you know, I like tangible stuff, and I want to yes. I want to give my fans tangible things. Um, you know, that was why when I did the, you know, the when I was in the New Jack City era. Um, go check that out, Chris. If if you're not familiar with okay. that. That was a prolific period for me. Uh, I did two two albums and a video game, uh, mobile and uh, PC. Um, but that was the reason why I did did the video game because I'm like, I'm like people want stuff that they can touch and hang on to and hold on. Right, to. right. Um, you know, especially uh, you know these computers and these files. Like we don't know. And have you guys thought about that, though? Like, seriously, like, with all of the, like, the streaming wars have officially ended. Like, we're at the, um, this is like Marvel, Marvel and DC have fought, and, you know, now the battle lines, you know, you, uh, you know have been redrawn, and the streaming wars are, are over with. No one is talking about the big elephant in the room, okay? Like, Spotify, Amazon, all of these people are spending exorbitant amounts to host all of this flipping content. It's not going to be this affordable forever. And there's a strong likelihood that just like they rotate content off of their platforms, um, you know, that in 20 years, you know, they might not have access to the same server. So these files may no longer exist. So to all of our listeners, I would encourage you to, return to some form of physical media right um, i mean it's very important like I, and i hope that there are archivists who you know i'm sure there are right guys there's got to be archivists out here oh yeah archivists. there yeah. is yeah. um because like that you know that that scares me to think like you know like in in a millennia from now like all of our work that we've done like you know could potentially you know just be gone because you know, we didn't, you know, make some physical version of it. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as we start to wrap up here, I wanted to ask um, if you, how your TV projects have been going on. Have you got any updates? Oh, wow. Well, um, well, you know, last time I was on, we did uh, Tales from the Sixth Dimension. Yep. Uh, um, that was uh, starring... Mark Holton, uh, myself, and uh, my lovely co-star Miss Ashley L. Um, that is going to be returning this fall, of course. 
Um, I felt that it was better to do it as just a seasonal thing instead of a continuous anthology of, of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Just because of time constraints. Um, I am not sure if I'm going to do any, uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know right now because the strikes, you know, the strikes are going on right now and, um, you know, I like being independent. I like financing my own projects. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, I have, you know, like having a paycheck's nice, but having creative freedom is, is more important to me because no one's going to tell me what I can and cannot do. Um, that's the worst thing for a writer too, is for somebody to tell you, but, oh, <laughs> you know, look, and I'm being honest with you guys. Like I had, I had somebody read, 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 read the second episode of, of uh tales which will come out in october uh october 31st a new episode of tales from smith guys we've nice. actually getting ready to start um uh, taping that that soon um but i let i let this well-known you know producer uh read it and he was like uh you know you wrote wrote this like you wrote it for tv you know writing for radio and tv is two different things and i'm like well you obviously don't see the vision bro i wrote it it for tv because that's where it's gonna go (laughs) so um you know so that you know that goes on a lot you know and i want to encourage you know everybody out there to you know don't get discouraged you know even if you you know someone tells you that, that they don't like what it is that you're doing or they don't like what it is that you're writing. Remember it's, it's, it's yours and you don't need permission to, to do much of anything unless you're, you know, you're looking to, you know, uh, sign away your, you know, nothing is more important than autonomy folks. Right. I mean, having a, having a couple million dollars in your pocket for your idea is wonderful, but autonomy is important. Um, so that, that we have that coming back out, um, on WSBC radio this time, uh, this year, though, the difference is, is I'm going to try and do several markets and instead of just Chicago. Um, so, um, we're also going to do the premiere that of that it, it is not online anywhere right now for sales. So that will be available this year too. Um, the access Lakeshore drive show. Um, I, I'm not sure when I'll return to that. Um, I have two, two remaining episodes that need to be, be published. Um, you know, and I, I loved my show and I still do love my show. Um, but I, you know, I have, you know, music is going, you know, music is important and, and that's kind of where my focus is right now. Um, and I, until, you know, the strikes are over with and probably until the foreseeable future, that's what my, my focus is going to be. Nice. Nice. So, Chris, did you have anything else you wanted to ask uh, Dantes? Uh, no, I. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I think it was, too. Thank you guys for having me. Everybody. Yeah, thank no you. Problem. So, Dantes, why don't you tell the folks at home where they can find you and your songs? Well, you guys can go to Spotify, Apple, anywhere you purchase your retail music. The name is Dantes, D-A-N-T-E-S. There's a little shoop over, <laughs> over the E there. Um, you guys can follow me on Facebook, uh, Dantes Alexander at Dantes Alexander, um, Facebook, uh, Dantes Alexander, me, and you guys can, you know, of course go to Google Dantes Alexander. I'll be there. 
<laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, th- uh, we're going to put your links in the show notes so people can uh, find them there as well. And, uh, dude, I got to thank you again for joining us, for coming back to the show. And you know what? The next time you got any kind of a project coming out, uh, whether it's music or TV or radio, you know, hit me up and we'll do this again. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I really would love to come back and talk about one of the movies with you guys. Ooh. Uh, that oh, okay. Would be, that would be like really, really, really fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. That'd be great. We've got a, um, we've got something coming up in October, which I'll I'll tell you about off air, and uh, we'll go from hey. there, man. Cool. Well, thanks, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you, and I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Excellent. You too. Thank you. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed our interview with Dantes Alexander. Uh, We have all of his links in our show notes, so be sure to check him out and check out his music. As always, you can also check out Then Is Now Podcast as well as our other shows at havenpodcasts.com. And we want your feedback, so please email us at thenisnow42 at gmail.com. And you can also join the conversation at our Facebook Then Is Now group as well. Awesome, awesome. And, of course, Then Is Now Podcast is part of the Dorkening Podcast Network, so please check out the other great shows there at dorkeningpodcastnetwork.com. Thanks for joining us today, folks. Class dismissed. Then Is Now Podcast is intended for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during this podcast are the property of their copyright holders. All original content is copyright Jupiter Media.
For more shows like the one you just heard, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network at thedorkening.com.